All right. So unless you guys have any uh, more objections, no? We're good to go? Good to go. Motion carried. Motion carried. Hi, I'm Rachel Nannon Brown. Hello, I'm Dr. Richard Carrier. Peter Bogosian. Hi, I'm Damian Gillis. Hi, this is Wanda Morris. I'm Dr. Daryl Ray. Hi, I'm R.N. Raw, and I took a left at the valley. And the party was really good. I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist. From your favorite set of exaggeration, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and I don't do push-ups. I push the earth back. <laughs> Joining me as your rules of the team that if they were to visit the dark side of the moon, it would no longer be dark. Our friend Nancy, whose sharks have a week dedicated to her. Absolutely. <laughs> and our friend Kevin, who once made a weeping willow laugh. It did. It died <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Guys, welcome back. Hope you guys had a good week. Yeah, it was an interesting week. A lot of lot of stuff going on. I'm sure we'll cover some of it in our, our usual conversations today. Yeah, usual chit chat. Uh, I'm we, ready. We got to start talking about um, Arnold Palmer died. He Arnold did. Palmer. What an icon. Totally. If if, if icon. there's one man that brought golf to the mainstream, that's the man. He was. I'm I'm trying to think if I saw him play golf one time. My father loved playing golf and was an avid watcher of golf. And we lived in um, in Dallas at the time, and they had a tournament. And I'm just trying to think if Arnold was one of those guys that was that was filled with all the luminaries. So. Possibly, maybe, unless I hallucinated, I may have actually seen him in person, but maybe not. Well, we, 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 for the others I might not know, Nancy has done absolutely everything there is to do on the planet. She's done it all, so uh, I'm sure she's seen Arnold Palmer and probably played with him, too. Yeah, n- no, didn't, didn't play with him. Did you guys also uh, take in uh, the Royals? They were in B.C., you care? No. Uh, well, I, it's kind of cool that they came, but uh, no, I'm, I'm a busy guy. I have no time for that. <laughs> I love the pictures of the kids. The children are so sweet. Regardless of you know where you stand in terms of the royals, you got to enjoy the, the, the kids. They were just little kids. They don't know. Absolutely. And it's, it's surprising how many people still follow the royals. It's, it's always a big thing whenever they come. And what was that princess who was very, very smitten with Trudeau? you see that picture? No. Yeah, uh, what's Princess? I can't remember. I'm oh, you mean the, 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 the child? No, no. Uh, one of the, like, teenager, or, like, late, early, mid, mid-20s, maybe. I'm not sure. Really young one. Anyway. A British thought, princess? Yeah, one of the ones that came over with the royal family, I think. Well, it can't, can't be a princess. There's only two kids, and they're like toddlers, both of them. Yeah. I don't know. You're just making stuff up, aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. It was there. <laughs> um, I, I got. There was also Monday. I don't know if you guys watched it. I I tried as best as I could. The Trump Hillary debate. <sighs> watched it all the way through Did with you? a friend. With a friend oh, that God. was. I needed the emotional support. You're but a better person than wait, I. I I know I am, and. <laughs> Guys, can we avoid and this another, topic, please? And another way to prove it. Yeah, it was, um, I, I'm trying to think of the the word to use. It, it Disturbing, was a, disgusting, dis- disappointing. Years amazing. of therapy. No, it was, it was amazing because it, you know, for the first time, it 
it was a it was a chunk of entertainment, not really good reality entertainment, but you know it was well entertainment. Uh, interesting enough, the actually the first half of the debate, Donald Trump actually had Hillary on the ropes there. He actually did, especially when he brought you know the the, the trades deals and all that, and he basically said to her in one line, "You've had thirty years to fix this, and you haven't done shit. What are you waiting for?" And I thought, well, oh my God, <laughs> is, uh, is this Donald Trump <laughs> unleashing? And all of a sudden, he's like, oh my God, he actually looked pretty good there. And then after that, it turned into Hillary pointed out his business record, and then it went into personal attack on both sides. So uh, a lot of people say, the pundits anyway, are saying Trump was strong in the first half, Hillary was strong in the second half. Overall, she won, but not with a unanimous. Oh, I think vote. she. I think she won. I don't think Trump. I mean, to disagree a little bit, I don't think Trump had her on the ropes because I think the time that she took to prepare, she knew and and her campaign advisors all know that he was going to do his best to get under her skin because he's got nothing in terms of informed uh, information on policy. He didn't didn't practice. There was nothing there except attack. Mm -hmm. So that was all he could do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, either way, it's... It just shows how in trouble the our American friends in the South are really are with their politicians. No, I th- I think Hillary's going to pull it out. Oh. I I do. It's tight. But I'm, I'm less optimistic than you are. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Obama does martial law down there. That'd be. Better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't feed the conspiracy theories. There's enough of that. No, at, <laughs> he's been coming for the guns for eight years now too. No, I, he, I I'm with her. I think she's I think she's going to pull it out. I agree. I, I had, last weekend, after the show, I had somebody approach me uh, from an interfaith group, and they wanted me to go to their interfaith meeting, and I did. Now, Nancy, you've been to some of those before. Oh, I was on the planning committee yeah. uh, for one of them, absolutely. They had an interfaith meeting. Uh, they sold it to me as, why don't you come and explain to us what atheism is? Mm-hmm. So I kind of went there with that in mind. But it turned out this whole meeting was nothing more than, you know... Feel good. Let's 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 all be friends and and there's nothing wrong with that. But it was it was not at all what I expected. Uh, I thought I, I I have no business here at all. Was there like proselytizing and everything? Well, not even that much. So much of that. There was, of course, every group was trying to proselytize a bit. You know, like the guy that was trying to explain to me why he had a wooden cross because I just <laughs> love to mock Christians with that. You know, they have a cross on their neck, and I look at them and says, "What's with the T?" <laughs> that drives them nuts. That really drives them nuts. And then they have to explain to them, you know, a Jesus of Nazareth, like I've never heard of him. And, you know, I, I like to play dumb in that situation. Oh, is that so? Right. So, so uh, but uh, the whole the whole thing was uh, built by a, 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 some guy from India, and he, he was just telling his life story, essentially. And after two hours of this, it was just a waste of time, in my, my opinion. I didn't get a chance at all. Well, when when I was on the planning, um, uh, on the planning, com- not, I was going to say planning commission, I just elevated <laughs> myself. But when the the interfaith group was sponsored by the Abbotsford Community Center, 
I helped plan, and it really was more of a of a diverse conversation. And what we would do every month is we'd have a topic, marriage, family, children, things like that, and then we'd have a discussion, and then the discussion would break up into groups where everybody could talk about how their particular uh, orientation or faith or lack of faith added to that particular topic. But since they are no longer with the um, Abbotsford Community Center, I think that it's become a little more theistic, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it, I got the impression they were trying to reboot that because it wasn't the Abbotsford Community Center I yeah. went, uh, but it was... Uh, some of the stories in there, I had to leave after a while. I mean, there was, for example, there was, I'm not going to name the person, but there was an imam there, and he's telling the story how, you know, they're, they're saying how family's important, and family's important. And then he tells the story of how so-called so-called friend of his had his son uh, take a watermelon and cut it open and then wrap it up with a white cloth so it looks like it's a bleeding head. Okay. And then he, he has his son going to a, his friend's door and says, I'm going to show you that your friends don't, don't have your back. So he's knocking on his friend's door, and the guy opens the door, and he sees what essentially he thinks is a decapitated head in his friend's hand. And he just slams the door, and then he says, well, now let's take it to your uncle, who we haven't seen in 20 years. And the, and the uncle takes him in. And his point was that family has your back. And I had to stand up. I said, oh, I'm sorry. First of all, I think, I, I think that story is bupkis. And that's a horrible story to tell. Because essentially what you're saying there is no matter what blood says, you're willing to house a psychopath. I mean, that, that yeah. person could have been a, a vicious killer. But hey, blood's important, you know. <laughs> and oh, I, that's scary. I, I know. Yeah. And everybody in there, besides except, except for me, is nodding in agreement. Oh, yeah, that's such a powerful and good story. Blah, blah. And I'm saying, what are you guys thinking here? I says we live in a society of laws now. The tribalism of the past is it should remain in the past, and of course, family ties are 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 a strong instinct that we have. But society is trying to make us believe, see today that society as a whole has become our family. Hmm. So we really shouldn't be going from you know just just the whole family unit. And I know in some cultures that's a very that's still very, very strong. It's interesting to ponder that. It's like, well, that guy's point basically was yeah. blood you, is thicker than watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did did you get a chance to speak about humanism or atheism no, at no, all? No, I didn't. I didn't. I've, no. I've, I've, like I said, most of the time it was like kumbaya. And after two hours of that, I left. I said, like, look, there's, there's no reason for me to be here because I could have refuted every single point that every one of them would have put in there, but I was just holding my tongue because I would have said, you know, you guys would have just hated me by the end of the evening, but, you know, it was a whole bunch of woo the whole time. Yeah, you know? like you were saying last week, it's really hard to convince somebody who already believes that they're they're right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's a, that, that, that's a shame, I think, from from the point of view of the, the type of interfaith committee that I was a part of, because it was it was much more open, and everyone talked about you know different aspects of their faith or lack of their, and we, we had a definite part in in being able to to enhance the, the conversation in a number of ways. Yeah, well, that's a, I, I I went there with the idea that I wanted to dispel the myth of atheism and explain to them how an atheist actually thinks without you know trying to be respectful as much as possible about their, their stupid beliefs <laughs> and you know not point out but saying okay this is how we would look at it and you know we're not the 
baby eaters that you think we are. Not at all. You know, we're actually seculars. We're we're science minded and all that. But I didn't get a chance to do that at all because it was just nothing but a big kumbaya fest. So mm. well, that's that's disturbing because I, from from the way it was described, I thought you were invited or one of some of us were invited in order to be able to have a little time mm. to explain our as as they put it worldview. But it looks like it was a rather restricted. Yeah, I, I, I even took our friend Deb that was here a couple of shows ago with me, uh-huh. and uh, she's a Wiccan. So I thought, for example, that it would be interesting to add a Wiccan like that. And uh, she's not an atheist like us, she's a Wiccan. But anyway, it's, I don't know, maybe they'll change. Maybe I'll give it a second shot if they have another one. But I thought it was a big waste of time. That's a good thing you went, though. Yeah. I, your, presence, your, your, your presence, I'm sure, was appreciated. Yeah. And, of course, on a happier note, also. We sing happy birthday. Well, it's a birthday girl here today. We do have the birthday girl one day early, but the birthday a girl a day early. Happy birthday, dear. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're Happy 29 birthday. now, right? 20, 29 and holding. <laughs> <laughs> holding a little tighter than usual, but holding. But thank you, thank you. Last year I got you a box of toilet and I completely forgot to do it again this year. I'm so oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Just take me out for dinner, dancing, and a movie, <laughs> and, and a play, and you know, redo my, my entire apartment, and you'll be forgiven. Oh, jeez. Keep That's the dogs it? for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there might not be a show next week because I'll be just like doing your apartment. <laughs> Other than that, thank, no, no, just the birthday wishes, just the remembrance is great. Thanks. Happy birthday, Nancy. Yes. Thanks, to, thanks. To the woman that's done absolutely Kevins. everything around. <laughs> the first time I've had my birthday with two Kevins, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah, we could, two Kevins and the birthday girl. We could start an act with that, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, I won't ask you how old you're turning because, you know, it's not polite to do such a thing. 80. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of experience right yeah, there. Yeah, the, the, the leap from holding at 29 to 80 is just beyond the precipice, isn't it? Just so you, oh, have, well. just, just so you have 80, uh, you have 29 with several years of experience. That's right. <laughs> That's always my line, and I'll stick to it. I like that one. You ready to go, dear? I'm ready to go. For this day and In age. my new old phase of life, here we go. <laughs> This day in history, which is a roundup of those events and people that alter and illuminate the days between September the 26th to October the 2nd. Oh, October the 2nd. I always call call it October the 2nd. Okay, September the 27th was World Tourism Day. So, given a chance, Mr. Kevin and Mr. Kevin, where in the world would you guys want to go? Oh, my God. <laughs> Where to start? I, I have a pact with the forces of nature that I will not die before I see Africa. Oh, good choice. So that's yeah. the last place I'm going before I die. There you go. <laughs> I want to see the primal nature of Africa. Yeah. If there's anything left. And there's not a lot of people on Easter Island, so I would go there. Oh, two excellent choices. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't I don't see how people, I know, I know down here there's a lot of Caucasians, a lot of people have this fascination with Ireland and Scotland and I frankly don't see the appeal. No, you want to go to where people are not like you. Well, there's not even a lot of history there. There's really not much to see. Besides sheep. Yeah, (laughs) let's not get into that. I mean, it'd be like like me being French-Canadian and wanting all of a sudden 
I absolutely need to go to France. Well, of course I'd like to see Paris and France, of course, but it's not the, the one destination I really need to be at. So I don't understand why all the, everybody wants to go to Ireland. Yeah, no, I think I think Africa and Easter Island would be would be two places on my on my list as well. Yeah, yeah. On well, September the twenty seventh in nineteen oh five, the physics journal Annalen der Physik published. Albert Einstein's paper, Does the Inertia of a Body Depend Upon Its Energy Content? And it introduced the equation which we all know as E equals mc squared. We've come a long way in physics since that equation, mm-hmm. haven't we? What yes. year was that? Yeah. And I, I always like... What year was that? 1905. Yeah. And it's always nice to do the show because I can look right above your head Kevin and see that wonderful portrait of, of Albert Einstein. Yeah. Albert Einstein, <laughs> you know, looking looking down on us every uh, week. As a bit of intellect in my apartment, it's sorely needed. <laughs> <laughs> now it's 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 great to say you know, hi Al, hi Al, every week. Uh, 1908, Henry Ford's first Model T automobile left the plant in Detroit, Michigan. 1937. This is still on September 27th. Uh, 19. 37. This is really going back. In 1937, the first Santa Claus training school opened in Albion, New York, and it was um, Charles W. Howard who started it, and it's still going on today as the oldest continuously run Santa school in the world, and they learn how to do their ho-ho-hos and how to deal with children and how to answer questions so Parents don't freak out and how to, you know, grow your own beard. So it, it is an absolute <laughs> training, uh, training. You can learn school. how to do that. You can learn how to do that. Yeah, you know, so that uh, when they when the kids pull it, it doesn't come off and <laughs> and snap back. <laughs> no, you can just feel the pain of having hair pulled pain. out of your chest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 1962, Rachel Carson published Silent Spring about the deleterious impacts pesticide uh, has on the U.S. environment. We still have haven't learned that lesson, that's for sure. But it was a great book, and it, it caused a, a, a great deal of consternation when it came out, a lot of, a lot of conversations. Um, 1998, Google was launched. Thank you, Google. How do we live before Google? Uh, we didn't. We merely existed. We waited to Google to show us what life is really like. I'm so old. I'm so old. I actually have two encyclopedias in my library over there. Well, you, <laughs> We've come a long way since the plow. We have. We, yeah. <laughs> when you go to Google and they have those little cartoons, do you ever click on the cartoons and see what's going on? I have once in a while. I know sometimes yep. they yeah. move, sometimes they do things. Those little Google things are so so cute. Anyway, moving on to September the 28th. It was, and this is a great, this is a great day. September the 28th, International Right to Know and Ask a Stupid Question Day. Oh, geez, that's my day. (laughs) It was, and it actually was started by a teacher who said there is no such thing as a stupid question because it always leads to knowledge. Don't be afraid to ask. But there are a lot of inquisitive idiots, however. (laughs) (laughs) See see how he's looking at me when I say that? That's right. (laughs) Inquisitive idiots want to know. Yeah, in 1928, on that day, the first recording was made in Nashville, Tennessee, and it was made by Paul Warmack and the Gully Jumpers. 
the, at the Gully Jumpers were an American old-time string band, and when you go to listen, it's just amazing because it's it's like you're listening to something that's way far out in the field, and you're trying to listen through one of those trumpets. It's just, but um, it, it, they're the type of string band that was really popular back then, and actually lasted through the 40s, the really old-fashioned, old-time uh, Western uh, Grand Old Opry type of bands. And they actually lasted until the late, the late 20s. And uh, even though the lineup changed over the years, they uh, continued to perform until the mid-60s. Anybody interested can go on YouTube and look up Paul Womack and the Gully Jumpers. And I love that name, the Gully yeah. Jumpers. The Gully Jumpers, I know. The, the, you, you're going to do Western bands and Grand Old Opera, you got to have a good name. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. September the 29th. Inventor's Day in Argentina, and in 1995, um, atheist leader Madeline Murray O'Hare mm. was murdered in Texas during a kidnapping and extortion scheme. Uh, she was 20, um, she was, I was say 29 and holding, still back there. She was 76 <laughs> at the time of her death, and she was best known for the lawsuit which led to the landmark Supreme Court ruling ending government-sponsored prayer in American public schools. And, of course, she founded the group called... American Atheist. There you go, and that's why we put her into the show today to have a little homage to Madeline and Murray here because our speaker is in the direct line yes. of um, we'll have, being the director. We have David Silverman coming up. He's awesome. That, oh, I'm really looking forward to that. In 1964... Uh, Life magazine referred to Madeleine O'Murray O'Hare as the most hated woman in America. And she was a heroine to so many people that I knew who were coming out to be humanists and atheists and, and starting the movement back in the 60s. She was, a, she was a lightning rod for sure, especially, you know, with the uh, no God in, in, in the school controversy. Mm-hmm. September the 30th, this is funny, coming right after the 29th, but September the 30th <laughs> is, is now Blasphemy Day. <laughs> so you've got Madeline Murray here and Blasphemy Day that, right after each other. Um, at the International Blasphemy Day, which is becoming more popular in different places. Each uh, city, various cities now are, are starting uh, their own day. I think Victoria is the latest to have a, a Blasphemy Day. And the day encourages individuals and groups to openly express criticism of religion and do away with blasphemy laws and it was founded in 2009 by the Center for Inquiry. Our friends on CFI. Sacre bleu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Not my job to swear in French. Yeah. <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> Rubbing off on me. In 1990 um, on the 30th, the Dalai Lama unveiled the Canadian Tribute to Human Rights in Ottawa, and um, the controversial drawings of uh, Muhammad are printed in the daily newspaper that led to eventually um, Charlie, uh, or oh, what's Char- the, the newspaper? Charlie Hebdo. Charlie Hebdo, yeah, being, being bombed and, and, and so forth. But it's still against the... Um, Against the the, the uh, Muslim uh, uh, and um, oh my tongue is just going all over the place um, against the, the law to have any pictures of Muhammad yeah. in cartoons or to have any cartoons against there's still there's still fatwas against people that that's do right. Skins. 
October the 1st is World Vegetarian Day and the start of Women's History Month. So we'll have to find oh, some there we go. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to find some exciting women to honor in in October for sure. 1908 Ford put the Model T car on the market at a price of this is 1908, $825. And that was expensive back then. Yeah. And there was only one color, black. Black, that was it. Best color ever. Any color you want, <laughs> as long as it's black, I think, yeah, used to be right. the model. Yeah. Uh, 1957 was the first appearance of God We Trust and U.S. paper currency. Now, that's important to know because a lot of Americans have a tendency to think that it's been there forever. It yeah, just not. like it's not. It was like one nation under God came in the same 50s, mm-hmm. and because of the Cold War and because of the encroachment of what people felt was was communism and uh, the communist like communists need to be fought. So mm-hmm. We'll put in God, which was on our money. <laughs> well, that's going to do anything. That's right. There was the McCarthy area, McCarthy era, and so a lot of those things were cropped that are still unfortunately mm-hmm. with us. And October the second is the International Day of Nonviolence, and because it's on October, it, because it's October the second, is due to the birthday of Mahatma Gandhi. So, wow. it's happy to share the wow. day with Mahatma Gandhi. She's the reincarnation of Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both little old skinny people. <laughs> <laughs> it must be little old skinny people day <laughs> sure. I wonder about that would it be possible for an atheist to be in Mahatma Gandhi's position and like bring all those people together under no religion <laughs> that's a good question we'll have to good find question. Out. I think maybe we'll be able to find out in the, in the future since you know the religion is waning and secularism is, in, is coming up you know, to be more popular in in, uh, in many countries. You know, we'll have to see. I think it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And that, dear listeners, brings us to a close of another passing parade of interesting, mundane, unusual, and occasionally bizarre events and people that make up this day in history. Thank you very much, Nancy. And before we go to commercial break, let's quickly do a... Things that make you go... You were just talking about International Blasphemy Day. So I do have that. She almost, she stole my fire almost, right? Aww. <laughs> uh, Victoria City Council has declared September 30th, like you said, as International Blasphemy Right Day in the city. In many countries, the right to disbelieve is not protected, and in some, religious apostasy can be met with punishment. Our friend Ian Bushfield, Bish Bushfield, sorry, sorry, Ian, uh, the uh, director of the BC Humanist Association, asked council to approve the proclamation several months ago. It seemed like a bit of a distant issue for us here in Canada, he says, but then there are these real issues going on around the world. Countries such as Jordan and Ireland, for example. We also wanted to draw attention to the fact that Canada does have its own blasphemy laws. It's true, in Section 296 of the Criminal Code of Canada states, Everyone who publishes a blasphemous libel is guilty of an indictable offense and liable to imprisonment for a term not exceeding two years. This is right here in Canada. Mm-hmm. So the law hasn't been used or, or lay a charge since 1980, since uh, over the Monty Python film, The Life of Brian. Oh. <laughs> that was the last time they used that law. Uh, but Bushfield said that it, it's troubling that the criminal code, and it's in the criminal code at all. We're hoping the federal government will repeal the law, and the repeal is more of a cleaning up the old element of... Uh, exactly so. So it's all about getting rid of the law, and they're hoping to do that soon. 
Wouldn't I hope so, or I'm in trouble. Isn't it, wouldn't there wouldn't there be a disconnect between free speech and blasphemy laws? I think so too. Yeah, and you know, especially blasphemy, it's such a victimless crime. You know, boo-hoo, God can take a joke. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't incite anybody to riot. It's not like, you know, screaming fire in a, in a crowded room. I wonder if that's the, that's the issue that Ian has. I should read up on it a little bit more and see if it's the free speech. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in other interesting news, um, in news that will make you question everything you thought or you knew about movies, Banana Man, Ray Comfort, just one best science film <laughs> at the International Christian Film Festival oh, yeah. for his movie, The Atheist Delusion. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so why is this the best science film? Well, the only time science, air quote, appears in the movie is when uh, Comfort asks random people how DNA could have possibly evolved on its own. A rhetorical question that he believes point out to the truth of intelligent design. Um, any thoughts on this? Ray no. Comfort? This is where I wish we had Eli Bosnick. No, but that's, <laughs> it would be like the fa- under the fantasy category, I guess. But it's nice. It's nice to know, you know, that they can say, "Well, yes, we have science and religion, and and here's the here's the uh, the, the uh, award that we gave to Ray Comfort to prove it." <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things that make you go, hmm, you mm. know, when Ray Comfort wins the science award for his movie. Well, it's the only one. He'll, it's the only one he'll ever get. I hope he enjoys it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From the Christian Film Festival. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, guys, and we'll be right back right after this. Hi. I'm the Supreme Irreverend Dr. Randy Tyson from the Legion of Reason Diversion. Join me and my co-hosts, Christine Shelska, Twyla, and Nate Phelps, as we explore issues at the intersection of atheism, humanism, and skepticism. Topics range from alternative medicine to the interference of religion in public policy. We often have special guests to help us understand the topic du jour. Previous guests include biologist Jerry Coyne, ex-Muslim author Ali Rizvi, philosopher Peter Bogosian, and the late physicist Victor Stanger. You can watch us on the Legion of Reason YouTube channel or subscribe to the audio version through your favorite podcatcher such as iTunes or Stitcher. And don't forget to like the Legion of Reason Facebook page. What is secular humanism? Critical thinking. Knowledge is freedom. Freedom from ignorance and its offspring, fear. The BC Humanist Association has been active in the Vancouver area for over 25 years. We offer a friendly and welcoming place to make new friends, as well as free educational lectures. We invite you to join us any Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Oak Ridge Senior Center. Please visit our website for more details, bchumanist.ca. absolutely convinced that the main source of hatred in the world is religion and organized religion. Absolutely convinced of it. And I think it should be religion treated with ridicule. And we're back. I love Christopher. Mm -hmm. I miss him. You know, I've got... We'll have to do a spotlight on Madeline Muriel here for sure. 
Because yeah, actually, there's a there, there, there's a lot there. She was a force. She was a force of nature. That's for sure. Yeah, and you know, just the anniversary of her death and all that. Maybe next show we'll try to do a spotlight on her. But for now, I do have another brilliant moment brought to you by religion. Oh, yes, the weird and wacky world of religion. I do have a couple of stories for you guys. I'm hoping to get your opinion. Did you guys know that there's a soccer team of a Christian high school in Arizona? They decided to forfeit a game rather than play their opponents. Why? Because the team included girls. They just didn't want to lose, did they? Apparently. <laughs> Faith Christian School in Meza, Arizona, chose to forfeit rather than face Foothill Academy College Prep, whose team has two female players. Oh, my gosh. The rationale, according to comments from Faith Christian Administrative Leader Dick Buckingham in the Arizona Republic, is that sports just aren't the place for things like equality and honor. Really? <laughs> I had no idea. Uh (laughs) I know it appears to fly in the face of what everyone is wanting to promote today, and that is equality. It is based on a religious perspective that God created guys and girls differently. We want to teach our men that honor of ladies is just not in sports. When was this? This is actually fairly recent, a couple weeks ago. Oh my goodness. Foothills Academy does not have a separate girls team. They benched their two female players in the game earlier this season where their opponents refused to play against the girls, but this time they voted to play with the girls or not at all. Good for them for doing so. And any thoughts? <laughs> I, 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 I guess regressive is the only <laughs> word that, that comes to mind. I mean, yeah. you, you really have to... What are you telling these boys... You know, in terms of how to deal with other people in the world once they get out of their bubble, yeah. you know, are they? How are they going to react when they have a woman boss? How are they reacting if, if any of them are eighteen to vote for a woman for president? You know, this affects so much more than just sports, doesn't it? Oh, totally. It's a metaphor for you know how they're going to deal with the world, and it's. We use the word scary before. I'm going to use it again. It's scary. We yeah. Can. Well, you know, the, it could stem from like uh, that, you know, the old wisdom for guys anyways, never to hit a woman. Maybe they felt uncomfortable tackling a woman. Well, it's, it's soccer. You're not supposed to be tackling anyone. Oh, I thought it was anyway. football. Uh, yeah, hold on a sec. <laughs> no, it's soccer, yeah. Oh, soccer, yeah, kick away. <laughs> <laughs> it's soccer. And also, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, what happens to these guys when they're men and they're going out to the bar or something like that? And they want to play a game of pool, and there's a woman. Wait a walking. minute, wait. These are nice evangelical Christian boys. They're not at the bar having beer. They're right, they're right, right, right. They're at the. They're at the. They're snorting at the, coke. They're at the. Comu- <laughs> they're at the community center having a, a line of coke. Have a Coca Cola. No, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believes that. Right. <laughs> what if their dealer's a woman? What, what then? You know? I'll have a glass of milk, please. <laughs> okay, well, I have another story. Hold on, where is it? Um, did you guys hear about Abolish Abortion Florida? No. No. Pray this, tell. This is an evangel- evangelical Christian group. They're, ju- they're just not moving to the right of Donald Trump. They're jumping off the edge. They're calling for a ballot measure in 2018 that would treat all abortion providers and receivers as complicit in first-degree murder, hmm. which in Florida would make him also eligible for the death penalty. 
Have they ever heard of the, there's a little document called the Constitution. I don't know whether they've ever heard of it in Florida, even South Florida or not, but abortions are legal. I mean, you know. Well, they they launched a ballot initiative to amend the state's constitution to punish abortion as capital murder. Under the proposed amendment, anyone who performs or procures an abortion would be charged with first degree premeditated murder. Wow. Uh, they could do it, but it would be overturned in a nanosecond, I would assume. Uh, Don't co- you? I would think so, too. Uh, according to the AAFL, which is, the, of course, the uh, Abolished Abortion Florida, um, the idea is not only to collect enough uh, signatures to get it to the measure of the 2018 ballot, but also to encourage legislators to begin putting supreme, uh, sorry, forward legislation to abolish abortion instead of merely regulating it. Hmm. The Supreme Court cannot make a, l- a murder legal, is what they're saying. Pro-life politicians have passed in- incremental regulations for decades, but it's time to abolish abortion by recognizing for what it is cold-blooded murder and prosecuting it accordingly. They're pro-life and want to see women to get abortion executed. In case I'm you need sh- more proof that Christians are hypocrites, I don't know. Yeah, these are the I'm same sh- people who say that you know, like they should be given up for adoption, and yet there's like, like countless kids in orphanages that nobody's adopting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's like this meme I saw on Facebook, which is great. You know what they say? Uh, there's this picture of a, there's a big protest that says Christians protesting gay marriage, and then there's an empty street underneath that says Christian protesting divorce, and oh, there's nobody there, and it just shows that. It's hypocritical. Yeah. I wonder if Marco Rubio is the head of, uh, or at least promoting. It didn't say in there. I have no idea. I'd have to look really, really deeper into that. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> You've gone <laughs> as far as we need. we need. You don't need to go to those depths, believe me. That's further than the abyss. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. But I'm not surprised. You know, it's the South. I can Im- Actually, I could imagine that law... Anywhere south of the Mason-Dixon line, being you know, and, and if it's if it's not actually brought into law, I would say that a lot of the legislators believe it and would you know, if it came, they they would promote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your thoughts on this. Uh, today we have an interview with David Silverman, the president of American Atheist, and let's go to that right now. Okay, my next guest is the Firebrand. President of American Atheists, that most Fox News guests have come to fear. His trademark look of disbelief and his opponent have been made into an iconic meme. He's a snappy dresser and a snazzy dancer. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome David Silverman. Hello, David. Hey, hey Kevin, thanks for having me on the show. See, that's our live audience behind us, sir. That's our live audience. Hi, live audience. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, uh, yeah, I like an awesome live audience. You know, they, they really take commands to start and stop well. Yeah, oh, totally. We pay them in sandwiches. <laughs> one of many. Dave, uh, you're obviously extremely well known in the States. You might not be as well known north of the 49th. Would you be so kind to give us the Reader's Digest version of who you are? So I'm the president of American Atheists, which is America's oldest nonprofit organization uh, in the country. Uh, we are the firebrands of the atheist movement. We tell the truth even when it's politically incorrect, and we take the stand that's correct from a compassionate standpoint, but still from a politically correct standpoint. We don't care about that stuff, um, and that's very effective. And basically, uh, what we're doing is we're leading the movement with the 
harder edge of the sword, so to speak, um, to really make it better for atheists in America, to really uh, attack the bigotry against atheists in America, and to call religion uh, on being the scam that it is. That's fantastic. And I love, your, I love the way you do things, Dave. I must say, I'm a big fan. Uh, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. Uh, it's, it's something that's um, really near and dear to my heart. I've been an activist for 20 years now. I've been president of American Atheists for six. And uh, I got to tell you, this is, um, it's, well, yeah, it's the greatest job in the world. But also, um, I sleep really well because <laughs> even though I, I mean, sometimes I get angry and sometimes I raise my fist and pound my fists and, and the, the, the veins pop out of my head, but all the time, I know I'm doing good work all the time. I know I'm being the compassionate one. Um, and in many cases, I find myself being far more compassionate than people who call themselves compassionate first. Well, I will tell you what, David. Uh, I'm, Of course, as skeptics, we don't like to make predictions, but I will make a prediction that you will be up there as one of the top presidents of American atheists ever. I will guarantee oh. that. I really appreciate that. It's very nice of you. That puts me in the company of Madeline Murray O'Hare, uh, who founded the organization back in 1963. Uh, she's the person who took um, school prayer out of the schools back then, and uh, she founded American Atheists, and I am really, really honored to sit in her chair, frankly. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, uh, up here in Canada, we're in Abbotsford, which is actually the Bible Belt of, uh, of Canada, but it's nowhere near as bad as what you guys are facing down there. So I guess the first question is, what is, in your opinion, the state of atheism in the United States right now? Oh, it's growing. Uh, if there's one word I have to say about atheism in America, it's growing. Um, <clears throat> Kevin, I'll tell you a quick story. Of course. Uh, when I was, when I first became an atheist activist 20 years ago, one of the first things that I did was to help create an atheist convention uh, in New Jersey where I live. And I remember that very clearly because we had to look to find a hotel that would allow us to come and pay retail for the space. Okay? We had to go through the effort to find a hotel that would have us. And when we did find a hotel that would have us, not only did they rent us the space at retail price, which is unheard of when you rent a space, of course, but when they did, the, on the marquee on the front of the hotel, mm -hmm. they listed us as AA. <laughs> and if, you called, if you called the hotel manager, if you called the hotel front desk and asked if the atheists were there during our convention, the answer was no. Really? And that was in New Jersey, and that was 20 years ago. Last year, we had our convention in Memphis, Tennessee, right in the heart of our Bible Belt, because that's the way I roll. So we put our convention right there in the middle of Memphis, Tennessee. In preparation for that, picture, for that convention, the city of Memphis flew me out. They put me up in a nice hotel. They picked me up from the, from the airport in a limousine. They showed me a good time, Kevin. Damn. They gave me food. They gave me wine. And they gave me the grand tour. And all because they wanted our business. Several hotels vied for our business. The one that got our business, when we walked in, and again, Kevin, this is not for the convention. This is for the tour. Mm -hmm. When we walked in for the tour, the Peabody Hotel had Welcome American Atheists projected in huge letters with our logo up above the wall, on the wall for everybody to see. Wow. Wow. Okay. This is what's happened in 20 years. 
That's that's amazing. That's that's totally okay. amazing, especially in Memphis. Oh my God! And the reason that's happening is because atheists are coming out of the woodwork, and everybody knows it. The reason that's happening is because people know that they um, that there's money here. The reason that that's happening is the fact that atheism, firebrand atheism, works, and that people coming out of the closet makes more people come out of the closet, and. The, the, uh, as we are coming out faster and faster and more and more, the people who are coming out as atheists are telling the consumers or they're telling the businesses, they're telling the cities. When we walked into Memphis for our convention, for the convention, in the Memphis airport, the banner in the Memphis airport, welcome to the American Atheist National Convention. That's fantastic. Big letters. Oh, my God. My, my. This is Memphis. And so, I mean, money talks and bullshit walks, if I can swear on your show. No, absolutely. And, and the, the, it does. And when you have the numbers that we have, when people are coming out as atheists and not as those euphemisms that nobody knows what they are, free thinker, humanist, secularist, guess what, folks? Nobody knows what those words mean. That's why they're more acceptable. That's why they're more acceptable. Nobody knows what they mean. I just put up a Facebook message today from somebody who tweeted me. God made all Christians free thinkers too. Right? <laughs> so the fact that we're coming out as atheists, the word that people understand, it's giving our weight to ourselves. It's, it's, it's allowing us to throw around the weight that we should legitimately throw around. I, I, and we're coming I, out in droves, and so if we're talking about atheism in America, we're talking about steady, increasing growth, we're talking about the fastest-growing religious demographic in all 50 states, and we're talking about growing from the young, and that means growing faster and faster. Well, I, I totally agree. My, my next question was to ask if you felt your fireman was, uh, was effective, but I think you've answered that question already. <laughs> well, actually, um, I, I, I'm almost going to... I, I, I can... I can say I almost prove it, okay? And I don't like to use the word prove because uh, I have a lot of mathematics in my background. I used to be uh, a professional in market research and status and statistics. I know that proof is a very, very difficult thing to prove with statistics, but I can show, and I do this in my book, I can show a very high correlation between American atheist firebrand activities and a growth in people calling themselves atheists, a growth in people looking up and studying the word atheist, and a growth in people uh, being more likely to vote for atheists. I can show a correlation, and I can make it strong, and I can show that it's a pretty strong correlation, and I can make the very strong argument that American atheists, with our firebrand activities, is single handedly impacting this country and i believe that i am uh, i believe that american atheists is the only nonprofit organization in america that can say that can say that we can have that we have statistically uh valid quantitative independent correlation for the assertion that american atheists is single-handedly affecting this country in a positive way and i can show that in fighting god <laughs> That's that's amazing. That's pretty amazing. I, I, that's great. Uh, speaking of fighting God, I have your book right here. Uh, you just released this. It's it's very recent. Yeah. Uh, tell me how how was it received? 
Um, uh, I got to tell you, Kevin, I am thrilled. <laughs> I, I am thrilled at this experience. Uh, we've sold many, many copies. Um, I, I'm not allowed to tell you how many, but it is many thousands of copies. Excellent. Um, and I can tell you that um, I am popular in uh, America and Germany and Switzerland and China. And that's wow. a thing. Uh, in fact, I'm going back to China. I'm going back to China for my third time on the Fighting God book tour next month. I, I'll say it again. So Fighting God has not been translated into Chinese. It is about the American atheism movement. It's written by an American for Americans. But there's enough people in China who speak English who are worried about atheism who have read my book and like my book to bring me to China three times. That's fantastic, because China is one of those countries where the Christians are pounding their chest as they're doing so much groundwork there, right? Yes, that's why. That's, that's why, because the Chinese government uh, forced a dogmatic atheism. You know, atheism was just like religion there. It wasn't about critical thought. It wasn't about coming to a conclusion. It was about just remember there is no God. That's right. And so uh, when they released their restrictions, the... Um, the Muslims and the Christians are start coming in. They're, pile, they're piling into China right now. It's spreading like crazy because there's no, intel, it, there's no, there's no critical thought. Mm. There's no training. So uh, I am going to China now for the third time, and I'm going to help people put together a charter, uh, a national charter for Chinese atheism, uh, which is a, a fantastic opportunity for us. Uh, and, you know, I'm really honored to be part of that. Um, so the book is doing really well, uh, 73% five-star reviews right now on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the message is really, really sticking um, uh, that firebrand atheism is not only more effective than the so-called nice guy approach, but it is nicer than the nice guy approach. No, that you, I, you, you always claim that. God. What? You always claim that, and I want you to elaborate on that. Because I okay, think so that's, a, that's an I, I important always, message. I'm always told that I'm the, I'm, I'm the asshole of the movement, right? Um, there's another Dave that I'm friends with, and, and he and I have a good little... We're, we're friends, but he calls himself... We, we call him the nice Dave, and I'm the asshole Dave. Yeah, we're talking about David Smalley, right? I'm not going to mention names, and no, it's not David Smalley. Oh, really? Uh, he's a nice guy, too, uh, but, this, uh, but that's okay. I'm not going to mention names. That's not important. The important thing is that I'm not an asshole. Uh, the important thing is that... Um, Sticking your neck out and helping people come away from a scam is a good deed. And if they hate you for it, it's still a good deed. Because when they come out of it, they're going to appreciate it. If, my, if your friend is going to a tarot card reader and you sit there and you say, wow, that's wonderful for you, you know you're not doing right by them. You know you're doing wrong by them. The right thing to do for a friend who's into tarot card readings is to sit them down and to teach them what crap it is so that they don't put more money and time into that obvious con. Well, religion's no different. In fact, religion is no different, except it's bigger and takes more money and takes more power from an individual. It splits up families. It has no positive force at all. But we have this problem. We atheists have this problem that we have been indoctrinated by religion into thinking that even when we don't believe, it's bad to criticize religion. And so we... The, 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 these, these other atheists in the movement, and I'm not going to mention any names, I'm not going to mention anything except that they know who they are, and you know who you are if you're listening, the ones who say, oh, well, my way is my way, and your way is your way, and that's just wonderful, let's have a group hug. 
those people are not nice. Those people are careless. Those people are not doing well by the people they're talking to. Those people are allowing the religion to fester in their friends' minds. Those people are not sticking their friends out for their friends. They're allowing their friends to get eaten up by religion, and they know it. They know their friends are being conned. They know their friends are victims of a scam, and they sit by and not only allow it, but legitimize it by saying, that's great for you, and you got your way, and I got my way, and that's fine. And I maintain the statement that that's not nice. That's not nice. It's not considerate. It's not compassionate. These people are injured. They need our help. They need to hear that you don't respect their religion. You respect them. You respect them so much that you're going to tell them to their face the truth, that they're a victim of a scam, a con, and they don't want to hear it, but they need to hear it anyways. And that's the nice thing to do. That's not the easy thing to do. That's not the sweet thing to do. You're not going to get hugs and smiles for it. But you know what? That's not why you do nice things. You do nice things for somebody else's good, even if it means taking it on the chin for yourself, even if it means getting a frown, even if it means getting a word. You take it on and you help somebody free themselves from the lie and the scam that you know they're in. Mm -hmm. That's the nice thing to do. And this is the point that I make in fighting God. And I say it because if, and I back my stuff up. If you look at all of the movements that have succeeded, the civil rights movement, the women's rights movement, the gay rights movement, they've all had the firebrands and the diplomats. There was always a Malcolm X to Martin Luther King. There was always an act up. There was always the bra burners. They're always there, and they're the ones that make the statements that need to be heard. They're the ones that make the progress. So I make the point in fighting God that being a firebrand atheist is not only the nicer thing to do, it's the effective thing to do. And in order to make my case, I not only use logic and emotion, but I also use history and good old-fashioned quantitative independent data. That's fantastic, Dave, and I couldn't agree more. I think you, I think you articulate very well what a lot of us have been feeling for a long time. And kudos for doing so. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that, and and you know that was a long rant, and I, I appreciate you letting me go on for that That's rant. That's okay. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's so much nicer to do podcasts other than uh, when I'm not. You know, I compare to Fox News, I'm always interrupted. Podcasts, you guys just let me rant and rant and rant, and it's just wonderful. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the fighting, fighting God, the message has been sticking. People have been hearing it, um, and uh, it's, uh, it's really been uh, a wonderful experience. I just came off. The, the, the book tour was probably 30, 35 cities in the end, and um, it was uh, very hectic. But, man, I met a lot of fantastic people, and uh, I really, really enjoyed myself, and I really enjoyed the fact that the message is being heard and listen to. Um, and something that I have heard about this book over and over again is that it's different. This is not another God delusion. This is not another end of faith. This is not another uh, God is not great. This is an activist manifesto. This is my way is the right way, and here's why. And I come at it from several different perspectives, and I'm making my points, and people are hearing it, and I'm, I'm getting a lot, of, uh, a lot of gratitude and a lot of gratification, I should say, from it. 
Yeah, I've got a copy right here in my hand, and I can't wait to crack it open. Uh, it's it's, my, it's the next one on my uh, on my list of to read book. <laughs> and well, uh, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I really appreciate you you coming on here and letting me talk about it. If you do like it, and I hope you do, please put in our review on Amazon or and our uh, Goodreads. Uh, I need all the reviews I can get. Right now, I'm seventy three percent five star reviews, and I I love that. For sure, I, f- I will do that for sure. Um, what about the religious people? How how have they received your book? So. Um, <laughs> the the religious people have uh, uh, there's two kinds of religious people right there's the religious people who say they read the book and don't read the book and they just hate on it yeah. um, so if you look at again on the uh, if you look at the Amazon reviews um, there are a couple there are several yeah, one star and two star reviews and they're very very obviously from people who did not read the book yeah those are astroturfers it, yeah it, it's 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 what you would expect from somebody who's the the president of American Atheists. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but there are several people, friends of mine, uh, who are religious, who have read the book, who say that it gives them a good perspective on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. A lot of religious people think that, you know, they, they, they have the, pre- the presupposition that atheists are bad because that's what they learn. Uh, atheists are bad, we're evil, we're angry, um, and then they see me on Fox News, and look at me, I'm the angry atheist from Fox News who's yelling at Hannity or O'Reilly or whoever's on there against me, and it always turns into a scream fest, and I'm good at that, but that's not what I'm about. And, um, you know, the, the big message is that firebrand atheism is about compassion. It's about being nice. And the, the theists who read Fighting God see that. They see that I'm not fighting religious people. I'm not even disrespecting religious people. My mother was a religious person. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, they were all religious people. I'm not disrespecting religious people. I'm just disrespecting the hell out of their religion because their religion deserves no respect. And I'm making that, uh, that definition very clear in Fighting God. And uh, the religious people who I've talked to said they understood that part. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time today, David. I certainly appreciate the time you've given to us. Is there anything you'd like to be shameless? Go ahead and plug in whatever event is coming your way. What's uh, oh, is sure. there a chance? Is there a chance we're going to so, see David Silverman in Canada? Oh, I would love to come to Canada. I, I've been to Canada a few times, but I haven't been uh, up there recently. Uh, if anybody up there would like to arrange a stop for me on the uh, Fighting God book tour, uh, just to come up and talk about the book, I'd be happy to. Um, American Atheist is at uh, atheists.org. And we uh, are about to announce a two-for-one donor match. Um, so anybody who joins or uh, begins to donate as little as $10 a month, that money is doubled for the first year. So please consider donating $10 a month to the only organization in America that has independent quantitative proof, or support, I should say, for the assertion that we are single-handedly changing this country. And that's in fighting God. Uh, oh, by the way, our, our, our financials are audited every year uh, by an independent auditing firm and posted on the web. Because I'm an MBA, I have a businessman too. Um, the uh, next American Atheist National Convention is next August. August 19th through 21st. And this is going to be really cool, Kevin, because uh, we moved it off of Easter. We usually have it on Easter weekend. We put it specifically in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, in August 19th through 21st. And we will be finishing off that, that convention with a total eclipse of the sun. 
will be happening oh, wow. at, at night, and we will be have. So, I mean, th this is going to be one. When, when I realized that we were going to have a total eclipse, I knew right there that that's where the American Atheist Convention is going to be. We had the largest and best, most fun atheist conventions in the country, and we're going to do it in 2017 in Charleston, South Carolina, and we're going to have a total solar eclipse during our convention so please mark the date and go online to atheists.org for more information and thanks for having me on the show kevin i really appreciate the time you let me speak oh that's that's no problem david and the pleasure was all, and the honor was all mine and you know there's already some christian cults out there calling that august 17th date the uh, next end of the world so okay. how apropos <laughs> Oh, great. That, that's wonderful. So maybe we'll have it. Oh, so now it's going to be an end-of-the-world atheist convention. There you go. <laughs> before, I let, <laughs> before I let you go, David, can I ask you a, a small favor? Sure. Can I get you to say, hi, I'm David Silverman, president of American Atheists, and I took a left at the valley. Hi, this is David Silverman from American Atheists, and I took a left at the valley. And that was David Silverman. What a guy. God, I love talking to this guy. I just love his passion. I just love the way he's in your face, and he's not apologetic about it at all. Yeah, it's super that you had a chance to, to do an interview with him. Good job, yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Hey, you well, did a good you. job interviewing thank as you, well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was incredible, yeah. It was. It was fabulous. Please, please. Enough yeah. of the accolades. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and it, the fact that you met him is pretty cool, you know, like. That was live right here in the studio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you so much, guys, for being on the show. And uh, Another fun show, as another always. Another fun show, as usual. And I can remind everybody, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on uh, Twitter, at, uh, at LATV Podcast. You can follow us on com. Coming up. We actually have, uh, we'll be talking about St. Paul with our friend uh, David Fitzgerald. That should Ooh, be fun. Yeah. Towards the end of the month, we have the Satanist just in time before our Halloween episode. Interesting. Yes. Of course, we'll have the, uh, our friend uh, Dr. Randy Tyson and Christina from our friends at the uh, Legion of Reason podcast. Oh. They'll be joining us to do, like we did last year, ghost stories around the fireplace. Nice. There you go. Uh, we also have a show with our friend Arn Raw has come back on the show. He's talking about his book. And uh, we'll be talking about also with the um, Facebook atheist Damien Mary at Hope. That should be interesting as well. And we'll be heading into the holiday season. Oh, the time is going so fast. I know. It just flies, isn't it? After yeah. high school, it just... <laughs> <laughs> I can barely remember high school now. Yeah, um, I remember high school as much as I want to forget it. It's still, <laughs> yeah. still parts of it haunt me in my dreams. Nancy, my dear, happy birthday again. Oh, thank you. And thank if you, you want to send your birthday wishes to Nancy, make sure to le uh, write at the left at valley at outlook.com. If you want to send your complaints, send them to nancy yeah. at <laughs> <laughs> That's right. At this age, I can handle it all. No problem. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Until next time. isn't real, but Jesus is, or Zeus, Thor, Mithra, Vishnu, you don't believe in them. I think
think the reason is apparent You do what you're told and believe in the God assigned by your parents I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer An infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith And unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed I'm an atheist Take a sec, don't mean to sound so hateful But I swear to God, pun intended I find it disgraceful That thousands of children are raped by priests And since they're holy men of God They get away scot-free And the Pope does his very best To keep it on the hush Don't wanna affect business He loves money too much We know that they love the kids But how the fuck can we protect them While they planning to molest them We teaching them to respect them Fuck that The system is broke down Working backwards in the only action of tactic I plan to practice now is to attack them The parties of God's hands are bloodstained Millions of murders by believers And they're all in God's name And let me take a sec Don't mean to sound so hateful But I swear to God, pun intended I find it disgraceful That many atheists are told to be quiet You're not alone, speak your mind Time to let it be known I'm proud to be an atheist A skeptic, a non-believer Something to be ashamed I'm an atheist Atheist, atheist